Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Trolley Watch, New Idea Foods, very fabulous podcast. I am, of course, joined by... Barbara Northwood. Welcome, Barbara. Hi, Amy. What have you been doing this week? Lots of cooking, lots of eating. Lots of listening to Barry Gibb or, you know, the, the Bee Gees. Yeah, those golden oldies. Love you, those golden oldies. Do you have the, the Bee Gees playing in the test kitchen, don't you, Barb? Shaking your hips while you're... Here at home I do. Cooking yeah. up a trifle. Totally. Totally, Amy. <laughs> I, of course, am Amy Sinclair. I'm the editor at New Idea Food and this is your go-to podcast for all things food, shopping and bargain hunting. This week, we have a great Best in Isle coming up, but we also continuing on with our Christmas countdown. This week, Barb, how to choose the perfect ham. This is very good advice. I never know what to choose. I'm looking forward to hearing your tips and tricks. Sure. I'm also looking forward to hearing your secret method for cleaning your microwave very, very quickly and easily. But let's start how we always like to start the episode, Best in Isle. Because it's the Best in Isle. Barb, this week... We are looking spaghetti. Yeah, a good old family favourite. Now, this, of course, is where we get common supermarket items across all the supermarkets and we look at which version we think is the best. Get in the test kitchen, don't we, Barb? Yes, Cook them all sure up. do. Go through them time by, yes. you know, taste by taste and we work out what Made which one notes gets. when we taste them. Yep, we sure like do. Like a bit of a scientific process, yeah, isn't it, Yeah, yeah. This week we're looking at spaghettis. We tried five different varieties and we cooked them up with no sauce just to test which one we thought was the best. Yes. We covered a whole lot of price points and brands. We had Coles, Woolies, Audi, Barilla and San Remo. So let's get cracking, Barb. First up, we had the Coles spaghetti, 500 grams for $1, made from 100% Australian Durham wheat semolina. It's a product of Australia. What did you think of this one, Barb? Uh, very acceptable. It had, had pleasant taste. Probably great for the kids. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Fine. And good yeah. value, isn't good it, Barb? $1. Love that. Next time we had the Woolworth spaghetti, 500 grams for a dollar. Made from 100% Durham wheat, wheat semolina, product of Australia. What did you think of this it one, Barb? It was really very similar to the Coles. There really was it? wasn't much difference in it all. Had good taste. Yeah. A great family recipe. Just a yeah. nice, acceptable, acceptable pasta. Acceptable pasta, yeah. Next up, we had the Audi Romano pasta, 500 grams for 65 cents. So this is a lot cheaper. Made from 100% Durham wheat semolina. Product of Australia. What did you think of this one, Barb? It was lovely. Really lovely. Yeah? Um, totally acceptable. Yeah. Good one. Nice big tick of approval yes. there. We had next the Barilla spaghetti, pasta number five for $1.99. Made in Italy, Durham wheat semolina. How did you feel about this one, Barb? Look, this is also a good pasta. It was slightly lighter in colour to the difference. When you when you line them up, it was different, you could wasn't see it? that lighter colour. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine. And did it you think fine. that maybe that was because it was one that was made in Italy? That was maybe uh, the difference? the only difference. It could be the wheat. Yes. Yeah. Between Australian wheat and Italian wheat. And did you notice any difference in the taste? Bob? No, not at all. Mm. No. Last, we had the San Remo spaghetti number five, 500 grams for $1.95. Mm-hmm. 
Made in Australia from 100% Aussie ingredients, Durham Wet Sermolina. What did you think of this one, Barb? Also a good tasting pasta. It was good for hot dishes, cold dishes. I can imagine a nice pasta salad with it. Totally acceptable. So there's not much separating these, aren't they, Barb? There wasn't. That was the interesting thing. There because really wasn't. And I went back and did second tastings just to make sure. Because often with these, we, we look at them and they all look the same and we think they're the same. Yes. But there's often really big changes. But this is one of our first exactly taste tests where you really couldn't tell it. So yes. it's kind of what's available, what's cheapest. What do you think, Barb? And for best value, got to be Aldi. Yep. The Aldi, yeah, Romano spaghetti. It's a lot 65 cheaper. 65 cents is fantastic. Fantastic 500 value. grams, really good value. Yeah, You can feed a family for very cheap with that, can't you, Barb? That's incredible though, isn't yeah. it? Under a dollar, you So the golden trolley, Barb? Definitely Aldi. Love it. Next up, Barb, we're talking Christmas. You sing me a Christmas carol, Barb? Oh, Amy, I can't. I don't really know any. Oh, come on, Barb. I'm kidding. Barb, this week we are talking, we've got weeks, a few weeks counting down to Christmas. One of the big things that people are buying when it comes to Christmas is a Christmas ham. Mm. You look at them in the supermarket, it's very hard to know which one is better, which one's going to have the better taste, which one's going to have good flavour. Plus they're an expensive item. Really expensive. You can pay up to $80, so you really want to get a good tasting one rather than… You want to do your homework so you're not left with a dump. Am I right, Barb? Yes, totally, totally. Barb, talk me through what your top tips for buying, choosing a Christmas ham are. You've got to look for a natural meaty texture because yes. they always have a, unless it's a complete full leg ham, usually they're half But if hams. you've got a half leg, you can look yeah, inside look on the inside. side and you can see you can And see you avoid those there. wet and rubbery ones. Some get a very mm. wet surface. We want to avoid those. You need to choose a ham with a good smoky flavour. Actually ask if the butcher, can you taste it? Really? Yep. So a ask lot of them, them will. Can you taste it? They wow. won't you. Yes. That's yeah. a pretty good idea, isn't it? Because otherwise it's like cheese. You, you want know? to just taste it a little bit before you buy it. And some are very smoky. Yeah. And again, $80 worth of very smoky is not good either. Also look for smooth, even skin and even colouring. If the knuckle is sunken, it's overcooked. Ooh. If the rind is buckled or uneven, it's a sign of dryness. And they're two things you definitely want yeah, to... Yeah, you, you and because a lot of them have the mesh or cryback, mm. you can see through that skin to see you what can, you're actually going to get. So we're looking for smooth skin, yep, nice and even, and even, and yes. even colouring, and yeah. we don't want those knuckles sunken. Sunken, no. And hams between 10 to 12 kilos are most likely to have the best flavour and texture due to the age of the pig. Right. Because, again, you want that a nice um, ham flavour, don't you? You don't want it to be too... No, too mild. Yeah. Good one. And for best results, always opt for fresh Australian pork rather than the hams made in Australia from frozen imported meat. It's important to look in the because you just think, don't you? Oh, it's it's it'll it's be ham. fine. It's a yes. ham. It's yes. good. But we know this from recent years that the yes. Australian ham is definitely a lot better. Yeah, exactly, and good to support the farmers. So Absolutely, let's go, let's go Australian farm ham this Christmas. Love it, Barb. Lovely. Thank you. Next up, we're talking about a very common ingredient that I think every single kitchen in Australia would have right now. It's a simple ingredient that can make you breakfast, lunch and dinner. It can lead you to a, a savoury dinner, a, a dessert. There are just mm-hmm. it, the, the possibilities are endless, but 
we of course are talking, Barb, about the common egg. Yeah, don't you love eggs though? I love anyway, eggs. Anyway, I love them. Could have them any which yeah, way. Yeah, so could I. They're so yum. Um, but there are some very important tips to follow with eggs, yep, aren't there? And a sure lot way. of old wise tales. Yes. Where you store them, how you know whether they're a bit how's your father, whether they're good to go. Because they're one of those things, if you don't use a lot of them, they can sit at the fridge, yeah. in the back of the fridge for a couple of weeks or a month or two. Then you think, gee, what are they? Oh, they're those eggs. And you don't really know. No, have you ever cracked one that's been bad? I certainly have. Ooh. Yes. I think we probably all have. It's As worse said, than, just, uh, you know, yeah, after a bad curry. <laughs> well, the best way to check if your <laughs> eggs are fresh or not is to place an egg in a glass of water. Really? Yep. What happens, so Bob? The fresh egg stays at the bottom of the glass while a stale egg floats. This is because of the large the air cell that forms in the blunt end of the egg. And as it ages, that little that little sack gets larger and larger and larger. So it's very buoyant. The float so wood, test, Bob. The float test. And also that's a good way to test um, sometimes if they've been boiled or not. Because uh, sometimes you can't tell, can you, Bob? No. We've got a great tip for um, testing. To tell if the egg is raw, you can spin it. Ah, Have you ever done that? No. Put it on the bench and spin it. If it spins easily, it's hard boiled. But if it wobbles, it's raw. I've never even thought of that. But a a good hard boil will really give it a spin. If you juggle it too, that'll tell you. I I haven't tried that one, no. (laughs) If you throw it at the wall. Also, never buy eggs that are cracked as the shell is the protective barrier from bacteria. And honestly, sometimes you get home and you think... They're not. They're fine. I always open the lid and check. And when you go to get it out, it's stuck in there because it's probably cracked at the bottom. Barb, I have to tell you, I can't remember the last time I bought a carton of eggs that didn't have one. That oh, was no, stuck. I think it's mandatory now, isn't it? Almost. It's almost like you it's know, annoying. It really, it really is annoying. Mm. And it's every single time. And even when you carry them like a newborn yes. child, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they've probably got kids packing them. I feel sometimes. Oh, they're not treated beautifully. Yeah. And lastly, you always store them in the cart and in the fridge and never at room temperature because people do tend to want to leave things. They're good if you're baking. Yeah. Definitely. Get out, you know, an hour or two before you go to cook for it. If, it. if it's that day, it's fine. But please don't leave them out. They've really got to be stored in the fridge. Well, the other interesting thing is in the fridge, I mean, not so much the new fridges, but certainly, you know, and a lot of us have an yes. older fridge. They have, you, they yes, used to have the, the plastic compartments I with the egg racks. Yes. But now they, they advise not to use that, That's don't right, they, Because Bob? the shell's porous and all absorb flavours and odours out of the fridge and also as I said it's just aging them because it is porous so even if you have one of those racks don't use don't it don't use it no keep, keep it, it in the, the carton. carton definitely yes it's the best way and when you get to that egg and you know it's stuck in I cut around it and throw the little cardboardy bit it's you know the carton it's stuck to throw the whole thing out when you're buying eggs at the supermarket Barb is that when you open it up is there anything you can look for to look for a good balance well, I guess a really is, is a good even texture yeah so no cracks some of them will have a bit of, um, what can I say, if, you know, they've been, they're organic, they can have dirt on them. Bit or of grit the on them. Or grit. Yep, yep, yep. You've really got to wash them before yep. you crack them because that big bacteria, even on the shell, can get into the food. And so if they're organic good. and from the farm yourself, you should really wash them before you use them. Yep. And we have had a few egg recalls this year because yes. of salmonella and, yes. and, you know, some contaminated hens. I think they're out of Victoria, but... Um, mm. You know, we have had problems, so it is something to keep a keep Absolutely. an eye on. And look at the use-by date. 
And if it's really past that use-by date, I'd throw them out. It's not worth the risk, it's is not. it, Barb? No. It's no, not. And they don't make good omelettes and you can't poach a star leg. It just breaks everywhere in the water. You and will not poach it. nothing the worse than having your, your mix all ready to go and whacking in an egg and it's all floating in water. <laughs> <laughs> egg facts with Barb. I could not love it more. Thanks, Barb. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> Next up, it's we love doing a, a kitchen cleaning hack. Yes, on new idea food, don't yes. we? Yep, sure do. Love There's a good hack. There's nothing better than having a simple trick or an idea to take a very messy job. Yes, and make it very easy, yes. isn't it? Yes. This one's a cracker, Barb, and this one is one you've been doing for years, isn't it? Mm, sure. How have. to clean your microwave in literally minutes with no harsh chemicals because that's one thing that I hate using in yes. my kitchen. Yes. I don't like having it on my skin. I don't like smelling it. I feel like when I'm using harsh chemicals in the kitchen, it I just lingers you, around. Amy. I agree with you. I, I hate same. using it, like, especially in the oven. I feel like it just stays forever and yes. when I cook, I feel like it's – It permeates even more, doesn't it? Yeah, you feel like it's, it's awful. Then, particularly even in a microwave because if you're steaming something and all those chemicals on the side that you haven't wiped off are all going into your it food. It just makes so sense, just, doesn't it? And yeah. it's, it's very difficult. So any cleaning trick that doesn't involve harsh chemicals always makes my ears prick up. So I'm very interested in this one, Barb. It's how to clean your microwave the Barb Northwood way. <laughs> <laughs> Barb, this talk is, us through it. Well, this is one of the easiest. You place two cups of tap water into a heat-proof microwave-safe jug. Add two tablespoons of fresh squeezed lemon juice because some people use those little lemons and oranges you get at the supermarket, the little plastic bottles, mm. but you need them to be the fresh, yeah, the, the fresh, really one. Yes. fresh one, and a teaspoon vanilla essence. Just the cheap essence goes into it. Place that in the centre of the microwave oven. Cook it on high power, about 100%, for five minutes or until that steam is really in the oven. Look through the little glass door and you'll see it. See it it's bubbling just away, water. Barb. Yeah. Like it's a little sauna in there. Absolutely. Um, and then you carefully remove the little jug, wipe the cavity clean with dry absorbent kitchen paper, um, and then I'd remove the turntable and wash that in warm soapy water, dry it thoroughly before I return it. Uh, and, of course, never use scarers because they do scratch, scratch the glass and the surface. My husband's been notorious. I don't know why, and it's probably not just him. People, when they dribble things on the turntable, tend to leave oh. it. I, you would probably do it's in your oven. It's just gross, He's isn't it, soup, He hasn't learned, please cover things when you microwave. They'll boil over anyway. So when I go home... I'm often cleaning out that microwave. It's like a crusty sort of underlay yes, on the... Yes, yes. And that steam just wipes everything off. It's so easy. And it's Honestly, stinks. it's easy. It's a breeze. So, but tell me how this works. What is it, the the lemon, the essence? How does the it work? The lemon gives it, it a really good, a beautiful smell. Throughout. Right. And that's what you want, that lovely, clean smell. Not the last cabbage or soup. When you open it, it's got yeah. the fumes of what, whoever popcorn. cooked the last thing is there. The burnt popcorn. Even yeah. burnt popcorn. Yeah. That's just yeah. nasty. <laughs> So the lemon gives it a really beautiful smell throughout. But basically and the, the steam, steam is the what steam you're looking for. lifts all the yes. grime off and yes. all the gunk. Yes. Amazing. So easily. Because if you're there with hot water, you'll be there for quite a while. Because as and, you say, it's stuck on. It's and on it's hard to get into. Like especially yeah, so when the corners. My, my, my microwave is actually set into the wall and is quite high yes. up. And it's a bit of a bugger to clean. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, yep. Barb. <laughs> not- <laughs> get that water in there, Amy, and it's a breeze. Little stepladder. I love just this. You. You've got your stepladder from your pantry, don't you, I Barb? do, actually. How did you know, Amy? I actually you do. You've told me, Barb. You've told me. I know. I, I feel like I could draw your kitchen, <laughs> your freezer and your your fridge from here on in. 
It's like Woolworths with a little stepladder everywhere. <laughs> Bob, I'm off to clean my microwave. I love it. I love it. Good on you, Amy. Bob, last segment of the day and one of my favourites. The time I tried to make dot, dot, dot. This, of course, is our kitchen disaster stories. I love hearing Barb tell me about her disasters because you are a master in the kitchen, Barb, but it just shows that we all have bad days at the oven. Is that right? Look, we do and we do and this is a really authentic Sad story. Well, we're doing Christmas this year, <laughs> aren't we, this week, Barb? We're talking we sure are. Christmas disaster stories. And I can't think of a worse time of year to have a, a Christmas disaster story, mm. cooking to story, because there's a lot of people counting on Christmas food, isn't oh, there, Barb? Totally, totally, Amy. Talk me through your horror story. My horror story was doing a boiled Christmas pudding in a oh. cloth. And I'd put the flour on the cloth and got the... Um, all the fruit in, tied knot on, beautiful, kind of massage, just like a baby's bottom. That That's lovely round, I thought, this is a really good pudding. It's like Liam Hemsworth's bum, isn't it, Barb? Giving it a good old knead. But I got it in that pot and it, water's boiling, I thought, except oh. the gas went off. And then by the time I had come back to it to have another look, the water had seeped in. It was like just a big it old was pile just, of sludge. It was sludge. I opened and it just ran everywhere. Oh, it was how heartbreaking. heartbreaking. It's seriously, because it already cooked for like an hour or something. And there's a and lot of effort that goes yes, into a, yes. a pudding, isn't there, Barb? And that's the only thing, I guess, with um, gas, because it can go out. It's almost, you need an electric hot plate to do the pudding, well, because it wasn't good off the gas one. Well, Barb, my story is not very different to that, because it does involve a heating disaster as well. And this one's courtesy of my dad, Dave. Yes. <laughs> Now, we have Christmas every year at my parents' house. Diane Dave put it on. My mum is an amazing cook, but she has a problem every year with oven space. Yes. Because, you know, when you're I cooking. Think we all do. Yeah, oh, when you're totally. Cooking, yeah, when you're mm. cooking for a big crowd. Yes. I once used the neighbours. Um, I was doing a pre Christmas fun. I used the neighbours' oven as well because oh, I couldn't lovely. fit everything in. Especially if you're doing like, you know. I know. This, it, it, it I can know. be a real. And they've got different temperatures. Everything's that got needs different hot, temperatures. That needs moderate. Oh. She now has a new oven that has all different ovens in there with all different controls which is all very fancy but we traditionally do our turkey in Mm -hmm. the weather yes to basically save on and also i really good in the weather though yeah they are and and we've always had a really good result and you know my dad is a very he's a weather uh connoisseur like he does all the research and he really enjoys it but um this was uh, a bit of a problem one year bar because (laughs) We had the the turkey in the in the Weber. We got it all ready. We put the we always have our turkey on, on Christmas evening. Mm. We have it for dinner. We put the Weber on. We had it in the afternoon. And as you do, Barb, we've had our seafood lunch. We've all had a bit of wine or yes. a bit of champagne. You put your turkey on, and then you might have a bit of a nap. It's a yes. common thing. You've been yes. up since oh, totally been up since three a.m. with the kids. <laughs> Santa's been. <laughs> and uh, we, 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 one year we, Dave's put on the, the turkey. We've said it, we've all had a bit of a nap. We've woken up. We're busy doing all the sides. We've got everything else into the, the oven in the house. We, let's go out and check the turkey. And it had gone out some, year, <gasps> some hours before. And Same. it wasn't even it wasn't even a little bit cooked. It was <laughs> as raw as you like. Oh, no. And it had been sitting out <gasps> in the oh. on the back deck 
in, you know, Christmas 40-degree weather, Amy. not cooking for a good three hours. Oh, we didn't have turkey that year, like, darling. No, you couldn't. And uh, my mum do? was not very happy. I had sides, had salads. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Leftover ham from lunch. And uh, <gasps> But she's a very, she's a stickly, you know, we had yes. the very, you know, it's a traditional lunch. We had the same thing, the traditional yes. dinner. Love and tradition. she was very upset. So now <gasps> let's just say when we have turkey bar, we definitely check yes. it. <laughs> Every 14 minutes. <laughs> and poor old Dave hasn't lived that one down either. I bet. Poor old bloke. That's uh, another episode all wrapped up. Thank you, Barb. Pleasure, Amy. We are um, going to be back next week with another great episode. Don't forget to come and say hi to us on the New Idea Food Facebook page. And at Foodiful, you can always check us out at newideafood.com.au. Don't forget to subscribe to us. Barb, where you find all good podcasts and always leave a review because we love to hear what you have to say. Barb, we'll see you next week. See you next week, Amy. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.